From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Matt. Wait. No. No, I'm Eric. You're Eric. What's funny is that wasn't a joke. Like, I actually did that just now. Because <laughs> I was thinking about, I'm Eric, you're Matt. I was thinking about how I did this on Sunday morning. We said, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast oh, yeah. while we did announcements. Right. A little, which was little shout out plug to the, the Calvary <laughs> Podcast. I did a joke there. This is Matt Doan, by the way. I did a joke that really landed with a thud. I was like, we're the number one podcast at Calvary Church. Yeah. And it just felt like crickets. I know. I wonder if people thought like, oh, maybe there's more than one. <laughs> and it was like, no, just. Well, I thought either joke. way. You, hey, we're the number one there. They do think there's more than one. They're like, ooh, wow. Good, yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. <laughs> or if they got the joke that it's one of one. But you had to like explain. It's never a good joke when you're like, you had to, you're like, so yet yeah, we're the only one. So that's yeah. why that was funny. Exactly. We've, we uh, Today we're going to have a little mailbag at the end. Sure. Today we're going to uh, do a little talk about uh, demon piggies. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> that was another joke that kind of landed with a thud, speaking of those. Yeah, for sure. People were like, uh, and then like people that were sitting around me were looking at me and I'm like, I don't know, man. I said that once. Like, what's happening? I'm, this is like... <laughs> No, 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 no. That is not a one-time thing. You were pushing hard on the podcast last week. Yes, on the Just podcast. Just own it. Just own it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little casual stuff. But yep. one of these mailbag questions uh-huh. was actually about this whole thing of the multiple pod, about like the podcast and multiple podcasts. So maybe we should okay. address a couple questions. Okay. In the early let's tackle stages. it. Let's let's go for the the hard hitting subjects here. Um. So from. Um, Greg Angier, who we've got a lot, like we're getting a lot of questions. Greg Angier has been hitting, he hit my, uh, Instagram with questions and the actual real email. That's awesome. We appreciate it, Greg. Greg runs, let me brag about Greg for a minute. He runs five to six miles every day and he lives in my neighborhood. So I see him often running Yeah, and I think he listens to the Cavalier Life podcast as he runs. Today's podcast brought to you by Greg Angier. Shoes. <laughs> Greg Angier shoes. You have to give us shoes. <laughs> We've already mentioned it. You, you can't go back on this. This is a one-way contract. Uh, no, but he says, which two people could start another Calvary podcast that would overtake this one for the number one spot? Oh, that's a good question. He referred to your joke. Yes. So he, like, your joke, that means your joke was not only humorous to some but informative and thought provoking i'm not sure if it's either for him i think he was just thinking like there's got to be two other people that could do yeah, it better there's than... got to be a better way than what we're yeah. doing i yeah. actually have a couple of names all right bring it i think christian hemmerling and alia chavez are high school leadership mm-hmm. i think they would have an hilarious podcast that's true they probably would so christian with his canadian humor kind of dry is amazing yeah Allie bring the energy. I think that yeah. that, that would be interesting. I, I'd listen to that podcast. Yeah, she's got like a quirky humor too. If you yeah. follow her on social media, yeah. she's uh, she's pretty funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, I think I could basically run through the like phone directory of <laughs> our staff, and that would be anyone would be better than this. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really good. They're all they're all really good. Uh, <laughs> I I was wondering about like kind of. 
you know, not to do Christian again, but you could do like a Ron and Christian and kind of get like more of the great, oh, yeah. the great white North perspective. Yeah. The Canadian perspective. You could call it Canadian bacon with Ron and Christian. <laughs> yeah. I like something like that. See something like that's kind of good. That would be great. That's gold. Yes. <laughs> uh, you could do like a Ron and Armando and uh-huh. that would be North of the border, South of the border. Oh, <laughs> there's actually a little market in San Capistrano called North South. It's a little cool little market. So that we could, is it like a Canadian Mexican market? Oh, is that the, maybe it is. is I that, didn't think about that. Do they offer some Canadian products? <laughs> Santa Ana. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway. So yeah. So that's kind of a fun question. And then the other question related to that was why this is from uh, Stephen Kovechi uh-huh. who says, why hasn't the Willie Kovechi episode been released? Oh, controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Big so, controversy. So Stephen's older brother, Willie actually <laughs> was a guest on our Carol Life podcast. What? Maybe a year and a half ago, two yeah, years something ago like that. Yeah. A while ago. And we never published that one. Yep. Because it broke. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, Willie. Every once in a while there is a problem and we yep. weren't doing the backup and uh, we have a little backup recording device Yep. and the primary uh, failed. So we apologize, but we figure it's probably for the best because it was about politics. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe God spared <laughs> Willie and us. In that. We had a really good conversation. No, it was but, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, hey, how you doing, man? You doing all right? Doing great. Doing great yeah. on this Veterans Day, post Veterans Day weekend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Veterans Day was Saturday, I think, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Here we are on Monday, two days later. Yep. Uh, as we record this, so that's like your how you're doing. Is, that, that's what I'm starting with. It's Veterans Day. <laughs> that's what I'm starting with. Yeah. You, you're uh, you're a veteran. Is that what you mean? Or what do you uh, say? No, far from it. No, we do appreciate um, the veterans, I, uh, obviously. Yeah. I, I was I was not tough enough. Did you ever enough. think about Did you ever think about joining up to I any didn't. military? No, I didn't. Huh. I was, I was like a child of the late 80s, 90s. I feel like the Cold War was kind of wrapping up. There wasn't a lot going on. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, which well, is, as opposed to like yeah. 9-11, I feel like a lot of people like yeah. responded to that. Yeah, that's or true. Or my grandfather after Pearl Harbor enlisted. Oh, yeah. And, Big time. Yeah. So that type of stuff. Um, yeah, I actually did almost you? did uh, oh. NROTC. Out of, your college. Eagle, out of your Eagle Scout days. <laughs> yeah, after Eagle Scout. So I almost did Naval ROTC Whoa. and, uh, you know, was going to do that because I was looking at a career in politics and uh-huh. sometimes that's a good start yeah. as an officer in the military. That's right. kind of the way I was thinking about it. Plus, I always just thought it was kind of, it seemed sort of cool to did me. Did you order the code red? Sort of <laughs> did you order the code red? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I wanted to be a lawyer, but, uh, you know, anyway, that's funny. Um, so yeah, cool, man. Well, thanks for that update on your weekend. Yeah. Um, appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know, he's being weird, you guys. Like, I don't know what he's doing. No, I, There's nothing going nothing on. Nothing to hide. We went up to Biola on Friday night and ate in the cafeteria, which was, hey, let me just give a little plug for college cafeterias. Know, kind of have a reputation for not the best food. Mm-hmm. But with soup plantation and a lot of the buffets now closed after COVID, if you just want to go somewhere and eat all you can eat, multiple, you can have a pizza or a sandwich. Yeah. College cafeteria is a place to go. I wonder if you, can you just like do that? Can you just drive on? I don't know. We did. Because I know, like, you probably at the little gate, what do you say? Like, hey, I'm here to have dinner with my daughter. Yeah, or something that's like what that. I said. Yeah. So you I, could say I'm here to eat. <laughs> like, I'm just here to eat in the calf. I wonder if they're like, nah. <laughs> you can't do that. So you might have to pretend like you have a kid at the school. Yeah, just say you're at 
You're you related know, to Lily Doan. You know what's funny is like I've done so I've done this like a bunch of times where I go and pick up I pick up my daughter Grace from Biola okay. and take her out to lunch uh-huh. just to give her a break from the cafeteria actually. Yeah. Um, and then every time I just say, "Hey, I'm here to pick my daughter for lunch." And then I went this like other time when I went to pick her up to go out to the U2 show. Yeah. And it was like our whole fam in the car except for her. And we get up uh, to the little gate and the campus police guy was standing next to the gate attendant. Okay. Like just chatting with her. Yeah. And I said, hey, just here to pick up my daughter. Um, You know, I'm just here to pick up my daughter. And the lady starts asking me questions. Oh, who's your daughter? Oh, oh who, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm, you're just doing this because the cop guy's right there. <laughs> your boss is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I wonder if it's because I noticed something on your car today. Oh, my car's all messed up. Yeah, you have like all these dents in your car. I think that you were sketch. It wasn't, but it was my wife's car I was driving. But oh. my car is sketch. My car what is. What happened? I don't know, man. That thing just fell off sometime <laughs> at some point. The front grill? The like. It's on sort of the right front fog light cover yeah. kind of thing. Just yeah. fell off. So now I'm just it's janky. The other parts, I think I've like run into the like my car's pretty low. So sometimes if you pull into a parking place and there's one of those little like what are those little curb things called that aren't a curb like a freestanding little curb, right. you know, in like a parking lot. Yeah. It'll still like scrape on that thing because oh, it's so low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go too far forward. Do you so. ever have like a car where you'd have to like go sideways on the little dip? <laughs> yeah. Road. Oh, I know those people when they're in front of you. I'm like, mm, do you really need to do that? <laughs> then they go two mile, like literally like maybe half a mile an hour right. through that thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking right. about. So yeah, I know my car's falling apart. Uh, but yeah, I just got back from Dallas. Yes. I was uh, serving with Greater Europe Mission. We had yeah. board meetings in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was inspiring yeah super super inspiring really cool things uh happening just happy to it was the first meeting where i was like the actual board chairman yes and so i had to to, like call to order and everything yeah 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 and i kept forgetting to so when there's like a motion you know even just like little things like to approve the minutes yeah we were talking about a couple of corrections to the minutes and i was just like okay cool let's move on and then somebody's like hey you have to to actually like make you know call for a vote yes oh yeah okay that's right (laughs) yeah so i kept forgetting that stuff but other than that i felt like it was good there was even a point where it felt like it was like different opinions going on it kind of brought us together and felt like it brought some unity so that felt good that's awesome um but yeah just uh some great look into the future for them but it was like Uh, it's crazy dude these board meetings are eight hours long and currently i'm sitting on the u.s board and the international board so it was two eight hour meetings two days in a row plus evening then an evening dinner and are you like in a church building or a hotel lobby or i mean a hotel conference room or what are you doing yeah it's kind of like a hotel conference room it's a like a a we worky kind of like a Mm co-work space that has uh like a meeting room for us to meet in Mm -hmm. so what's cool is it's at the this thing called the star yeah. Uh, so it's this co workspace at the Star in Frisco, Texas, uh-huh. which it, the Star is the practice facility for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. And um, so I don't know, it's just all like kind of fun looking and it's just kind of a crazy big place. And they're getting ready for Christmas already. And there's oh. this huge, like 75 foot high Christmas tree or something. It's just everything's like, big in Texas. Yes. Right? Yes. Huge. And uh, so, yeah, so that's where we were. So it was a good, good few days, but so happy to be home. And uh, doing good, man. You know, it's funny when you think about missions, you don't think about some of those behind the scene things of mm-hmm. like boards and strategy and fundraising. And, but all those are totally necessary mm-hmm. in order for the mission to go forward. And so, yeah, yeah, I just think it's really cool that you have that contribution and kind yeah. of from, can sit in that wisdom seat and give some direction. I think it's 
It's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's been good. So Michael Wells has been gone to yeah. like serving with uh, SIL, which is part of like Wycliffe's uh, branch that like sort of actually does the translation right, work. Bible translation. Uh-huh. Uh, and so he was in Romania, I think, at a board meeting, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is kind of crazy. So he was served on the, he serves on the board of that. <laughs> and then you serve on a board of the hospital across right, the street, right across which the street. is like uh, the more local, which is like more your focus these days too. And you know like what the that means? Outreach. So that means we're all getting old when they start we're getting serve put on, on boards. boards. I know, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and so if you have any problems with any medical care you've received <laughs> across the street, yes. just call Matt Doan directly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I will solve your billing issues. <laughs> uh, but we do know people that have had to go there because that's like a big trauma mm-hmm. center here for like, like for this part of Orange County. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I almost had to go there after my crash. Yeah. They were talking with me sitting there listening when I'm in the ambulance. They're sitting there on the phone. The guy's on the phone discussing whether or not. They should take me to like how serious you were to OC global. Oof. Yeah. Or they should just take me to Hogue mm-hmm. and cause it was down there and it was cause that's like all the way down there in yes. back Bay, like right next to Hogue. And they're right. like, should we, if it's more serious, let's drive for a half hour, you yeah. know? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, just because that place is ready for more serious stuff. Yeah. And I think they were just trying to see if my head was okay. A little well, we bit. had something when Samuel had his like weird chest issues that ended up being resolved, but about a couple months ago, um, he had to take an ambulance and they said, we're required by law to take you to the nearest yes, hospital with this type of symptom. Yeah. And so we, yeah, we, luckily for us, that was chalk, but yeah, I know that's what was annoying because for me it was Hogue. Uh, but we are, we're a Kaiser insurance place mm-hmm. here. And I was like, I just kept saying, just take me to Kaiser. Just take me to Kaiser. Just take me to Kaiser. Cause it did cost more because we had to go to Hogue. You're was thinking annoying. of that as you're like, yes, dude, I wow. was by that point I was alert enough. And I think once I started doing that, they're like, okay, you can go to Hogue. He's feisty. He doesn't need like to go that. to, he doesn't need to go to the trauma center. <laughs> um, Cause I also was like, where's my AirPod? <laughs> All right, oh, that's well, great. We've talked enough about my crash. Um, that's a well, well documented incidents here at Calvary yeah. church. Oh, that was a scary time. Um, yeah, man. So should we get into mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? Yeah. All right. So we're going through Luke eight. Uh, we didn't finish Luke eight all the way. So we're kind of stopping before that last story. Yep. And arbitrary numbers. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, uh, faith like this. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I, was, I said something. You different. said faith like us. Faith like us. Yeah. Which is like, is that like a song like or something? Or a TV or show? Yeah, yeah. yeah something, something. Subliminally popped in my head. <laughs> but faith like this. It's been a wonderful few weeks diving through Luke seven and eight. I feel like every story, I'm like, oh, that's my favorite story. And then the next story, I'm like, actually, that's my favorite story. Yeah, they're good so ones. Man. They're so great. They're really good ones. You were busting out the cultural context. This was like. <laughs> This was Cultural Context Sunday. Because I feel like you're kind of into cultural context, but right. you're not like a rabid, right. super into cultural context person. Yeah, yeah. So when it, from a preacher perspective. Right. Yeah, so, it's not my go-to necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where some people, it's like their favorite. Yeah. I definitely like it a lot more, I feel like, whatever, just sure. for whatever reason. Um, but like, that's not good you or bad. You know what's opened me up really to even just understanding the land and the people at that time was going to Israel. Yeah. I think once you're there... And you're visiting there as a tourist. You're like, oh, okay, this is making a little more sense. What it would take to get from this spot mm-hmm. to this spot. Like it says, and Jesus walks from his hometown into the Galilee. You're like, 
oh, okay, I kind of get what that would feel like and mm-hmm. look like. And you're like, so I think that far. Yeah, you know? yeah so yeah, that's yeah. kind of even brought some some information, <laughs> informative, yeah. um, I think, viewpoints in my preaching of like, okay, I can picture this. I want to share this. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday there was just a couple things that were interesting to me about just that land on the other side and just kind of its history and the the worship that had gone there to false gods. Uh-huh. And yeah, I think that all that plays into this interaction with the, the demon-possessed man. Uh-huh. Do you remember going to Beit Shean, which is also called Scythopolis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of, I mean, do you have enough memory of it to like yeah. kind of describe some of the things that you saw there? Well, which is, which is one of the cities of the Decapolis. Yeah. So, uh, what I remember, I mean, that's why I said the indoor plumbing yesterday because yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember the, like walking around some of those ruins and they like, literally had like bathroom areas, which yeah. was amazing. And like steam bath kind yes. of stuff too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible preservation that's been taking place in that particular spot. Yeah. But you also got the feeling of the greatness and the grandeur mm-hmm. of that spot in the first century of like, man, this must've been like, you go into a, a little home on the Sea of Galilee, and it's like clay and simple, and and like five by twenty, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And then you get into these some of the Decapolis cities, and you're like, no way! It's like it's yeah. just a completely different experience. It is massive luxury entertainment, a theater. Yes. Like people didn't have theaters now. That's not a movie theater, everyone. That's like a right. You know, <laughs> uh, to be able to like watch uh, plays, so to speak, or other yeah. uh, other stage uh, performances. Yeah. And, yeah, it's crazy. Just huge, like a shopping mall almost, yeah. essentially. You know, yeah. the, the Roman Agora. Right. Uh, so all of that. So, yeah, I, I get the sense, and a little bit of my readings kind of proven this, too, is that people on the, the Galilean side or the, the Jewish side of the Galilee yeah. probably didn't wander over. Maybe for trade. Maybe the fishermen would go over there to, you know, sell some fish. But it wasn't like, hey, honey, you want to go on vacation to Mm-mm. the Decapolis this it was, weekend? It would defile you. I yes. Mean, all the pig, as you said, even with the pigs. Right. And, and even just, yeah, it would be sinful. And that's where people think the um, the uh, prodigal son would have gone yes. to. So, oh, I was going to say that. That's okay. We'll, yes. get, we'll get there. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's like where he would have been doing his lavish living yes. and squandering his money on sinful things. Right. So. That's kind of an interesting thought too, mm-hmm. right? Because of how much that would make you "quote unquote" unclean in Jewish culture. So, yeah, man, that was cool. That was cool just for you to kind of break some of that down. But I just was, yeah, podcast wise, I was just like, oh, what else could we talk about? I know, about I, know it, you know? I know. So, yeah, with that, um, I think the disciples probably when Jesus were going the other side, uh, that wasn't a, a place that they were like excited to go. Like, wait, what? Like, yeah, what? Okay, I, I guess, right. And then I'm sure even as the storm was raging there in Luke 8, they're like, great, we're going to lose our lives over trying to get to that side, right? Like, I know. I wonder if they were even like, you know, kind of like if class gets canceled, you're like, ooh, sweet. I wonder yeah. if they're like, oh, maybe we'll have to go back. <laughs> or, or yeah, as the storm calmed, like, okay, Jesus, well, I guess that's enough for that trip, right? <laughs> right. So head back to, to Gamla yeah. or Magdala. I mean, right. not Gamla, Magdala. Right. Um, yeah, that's funny. That's cool. Um yeah, man. So I was trying to think of like some things that I have written down here to ask you about. Um, I really like that because um, this this verse was like important to me. So you started talking about the he who is in you is greater than yeah. he that's in the world. Maybe yeah. talk a little bit about what you were kind of wanting to highlight. Sure. Just to remind people of what you're Yeah. To so as we talk about the demonic and yeah. um, and even we talked last week on this podcast about when we're even speaking as pastors about the spiritual realm, 
there's even kind of a maybe heightened awareness of spiritual warfare in our mm-hmm, lives. Mm-hmm. I was very aware of that this past week, like even just praying each day, like, Lord, as I dive into this passage, please protect me mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the things that are around me and, uh, and just realizing that, yeah, the last thing the enemy would want is for us to hear mm-hmm. as a church what I just said, that he who is in you is greater than the world, mm-hmm. speaking of 1 John 4. And so I was getting that sense that I wanted our people to understand that, yeah, there's a sub- we need to be sober when we're talking about the spiritual world. We need to be serious in a sense when we think about demons right. and Satan. Um, I think one of the great um, strategies of the devil is to even make Halloween like, ha, it's so funny. Like, look at it. We have these like demonic things yeah. in front of our yards. And I know I picked on that a few times. And, it's but same, man. but it's like, yeah, it's more like just kind of a, a jokey thing. And so I think as Christians, we're like, no, this is real. This is serious. Uh-huh. There's some power here. Uh-huh. Definitely evil here. And yet you also want to straddle that fine line of not being overwhelmed in fear, feeling like even what you said last week on our podcast, there's not a devil behind, or even in the sermon, there's not like a, a devil or, or a demon behind every rock, mm-hmm. like a sense that we're just not paralyzed because right. Right. the spirit of God who's in us is so much stronger than any evil spirit yeah. that we'd come against. Yeah, absolutely. Anything this, to this, comment on that? Yeah, or? this is that verse that like, have that little song that I used to sing when I was a kid. <laughs> Greater is he that is in yes. me than he that is in the world. Yes. I always have these little songs for some reason. I love I? it. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> it was, it's coming out of your discipleship as a kid, yeah, right? It totally is. But that's what's so cool about that stuff as a kid, like Bible memorization or especially with music, like it, it stuck with me. And like, I would always sing that when I was scared. Yeah. And so, and that could be some unreasonable childish scaredness yeah. you know just being kind of scared of the dark but that helped me then and then yeah, i think sure. it kind of i i even am reminded of it now if i there's something that feels like oppression is happening yeah. of some sort or i have a sense of spiritual attack yeah um yeah so like, i've had a couple crazy things and even one last night i'll tell you about but whoa-y. a couple crazy things where we've even in our shepherding here at calvary have come across people that i believe were um either oppressed or possessed by a demonic force mm-hmm and uh, and gotten some people together to pray over uh, a person. Oh, yeah. uh, when I was the youth pastor, we had a weird situation where a guy just started like manifesting kind of a, a demon, mm-hmm. crushed this Coke can with his hand. He's like a high school kid mm. and starting to kill himself. Super intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a bunch of us just praying and, and ministering to him and that. So that was like, whoa, this is like come onto our campus. Mm-hmm. And I feel there are situations like that too, pastoring. Um, one, I was running a couple years ago on Santa Clara by the cemetery and I was running and this homeless guy just starts pointing at me across, he's across the street and he's pointing at me and I have earphones on. I can't really hear, but I think he's just like cussing me, like his face, like he's just cussing me out. And I just put my, I've never told really anybody. I don't know if I know the story. And I'm running (laughs) and I just put my hands up and said, in the name of Jesus, be still. Whoa. And uh, he stopped. Nice. He just like put That's his amazing. hands down. I was like, whoa, what? That's that amazing. just happened. It's crazy. Wow. And that's really cool. That's see, And that's like, I think that's such a beautiful, truthful story. Because wasn't that guy that came in to, wasn't there like a guy that came in with like a knife or something yeah. into high school? That's that what I was referring that's to. That's the guy? Yeah. yeah. The, okay. Okay. The, the crushing the Coke can didn't sound that 
tough, that tough to me. Like that doesn't seem that hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to get into that story just for a second. So, um, so we had it, but we, it seemed yeah, because I my memory of it was bigger. Right, than we that. had we yeah, had yeah. An, we invited kids to receive Christ that night, and he raised his hand. Oh, and yeah. so then um, we broke. Everyone was got up and started kind of milling around, and he sat in a seat. Like one of our leaders walk up to him, like, "Hey, I saw you raise his hand," and he like just manifested this demonic mm. voice at him. And then the leader freaked out, came and got me. We got a couple other guys and we surrounded him and he wasn't moving. And then he got up and went onto the platform in Samsic Chapel, pulled out a knife and put it to his neck. Whoa. I mean, it was gnarly. Yeah, was so gnarly. Yeah. And uh, so we're all standing there like, what do we do to this? <laughs> this is like <laughs> Someone called 911, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then um, his friend who had brought him saw what was happening, walked up to him. He's like, you're being so stupid. And grabs the knife out of his hand and walks away. And I was like, oh, maybe we should have done that. Like, what? What? Well, no, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, no, not it's like obviously. Only his friend could have done right, that, actually. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's so high school. So then he doesn't have a knife anymore. Yeah. And then um, we're just praying over him. And then he opens his eyes and he's like, did I hurt anybody? And we go, no, but we're pretty worried you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. Because I didn't hurt anybody. And we're like, no. He goes, okay. And like, he was just talking normal at that point. And then... 1520 of Santa Ana PD's finest comes rushing in the room yeah, man. and apprehended him. And then we ended up working with him after that um, for a little bit and then mm-hmm. just kind of disappeared. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that was a gnarly situation. Super gnarly. Yeah. Which I actually have a, st- I have a story and I've told this before, but like that's super similar at some level to this where this was when I was at um, my previous church and we were at a, um, I was still in college Um but I was like the youth pastor, you know, junior high. And we would do these little um, like kind of ski snowboard trips with junior high and high school together. We'd stay in this lodge and we'd have this like central room where we would do um, like worship and like a talk or whatever in that in that kind of space. And we would do these long, um, these like really long worship times. Mm-hmm. And uh, during those long worship times, people could come forward to like receive prayer, um, like the youth pastor, like the, like the high school pastor is kind of like the main pastor. Like mm-hmm. I was the, uh, I just started as like the intern of the junior mm-hmm. high pastor. And then, um, so like, it was really cool. Like in the sense that you could go forward. I, I remember I was still the, I was still the intern at this time mm-hmm. because it was like these two other guys were the youth pastors. And like during this time, like I remember even during a time like that was in my senior year in high school is when yeah. I went forward yeah. that same kind of time I went right. forward so and confessed like the <clears throat> sinful life I'd been living a party in and drinking and mm-hmm. stuff. And like that event, it was that exact same trip mm-hmm. where it went really good. And it was like a, a year or two later when I was on this trip as a, as an intern mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, the, the youth pastor, and he had said to me later that he felt like he was supposed to ask this guy mm. and I'll just call him like Frank, cause yeah. that's not his name for sure. Um, and that he should ask this guy, Frank to come forward for prayer. And so he does, Hey Frank, like, can we pray for you? And it's just like, cool. Like worship's happening. And all these like kids are like serious about like getting like real serious and like, you know, just about worshiping and people are confessing stuff. And it was just like a real beautiful time. And he's like, Hey Frank, why don't you come forward? And then, um, let me pray over you. And Frank's like, no, 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 no. And then a little while longer, hey, Frank, why, why don't you come forward for prayer? Mm. No, 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 no. And a little while longer, and these are like really long worship times. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then my youth pastor says, hey, Frank, come forward. I come forward right now. Uh, I need to pray for you. Wow. 
And this guy gets up, stands up, and just does that kind of like guttural, guttural scream, yeah. like, yeah, in the scariest voice I've ever heard in my life, like uh -huh. that. And, and he literally was like wearing a white undershirt, and he literally ripped it off of his body, Whoa. just like, like Hulk yeah. kind of style. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa and like what's happening right now kind of you know where you're like sometimes like stuff like that happens or something or a bad like accident happens and it just takes like a couple beats to be like wait what's happening yeah it's so out of what you're what expecting I, yeah is this real like is mm -hmm. somebody messing around like what's going on and and no it was like no and i remember youth mm -hmm. pastor rick goes everybody pray mm -hmm. and then him and a couple others just lay their hands on this guy and just start hardcore praying in the wow. name in the name of Jesus, come out of him. You know, wow. just like just praying this kind of uh, spiritual warfare prayer. Yeah. And then this guy, after like a it it wasn't like instant. And everybody else, we were all like praying, and like the whole room's <laughs> praying. And it's like gnarly, dude. Yeah. All these like high school kids are just kind of freaking out, <laughs> right? Like, what is happening? And and uh, all of a sudden, then this guy just drops and is mm -hmm. like kind of out, like mm -hmm. just like out cold or mm -hmm. something this is like wow this is just like a, you guys i'm just telling you <laughs> yeah, what you saw my eyewitness testimony right. and then he was like basically like asleep huh. and um me and like three other guys had to carry him over to the next room and put him in his bed dude and, what if you were his roommate you're like uh bro it was one of those rooms with like 30 <laughs> yeah. bunk beds it was like one of those kind of rooms <laughs> yeah. so we were all his roommate yeah and like all the guys were his roommate and then um because it was probably like 50 60 sure. people mm -hmm. and then uh and so the next morning he woke up and he was like basically had no memory of the last like couple days wow yeah and so yeah and then, but then the guy was like good like yeah. from there it was yeah. like he they were helping him and mm -hmm. kind of being discipled more he'd mm -hmm. been like a part of the youth group like mm -hmm. it was like a guy we knew it yeah. wasn't like some rando right and uh and then he just kind of got help but he was kind of you know anyway it just seemed like he was okay from then on yeah amazing so it was really radical and yeah i guess we share these stories too because these are and again we've been like believers for decades mm -hmm. pastors for decades mm -hmm. and for us, for you and I, we only have like a couple stories sure. like this. You know, yeah. this is not happening like every day or right. something. Right. Um, there are some who have this stuff happen with them more often. They have like a higher level of, uh, or a different level of like discernment. Yeah, or maybe awareness. that's a spir spiritual it, gifting. It is. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And um, but man, gnarly, radical. I know. And so that shouldn't scare you. I think yeah. that should make you sort of like recognize the reality of this stuff like yes. even this story so this story that we you preached on mm -hmm. of this legion of demons and this guy it wasn't this is not a fable for mm -hmm. us to learn from right this is like an actual thing that yes happened. yeah yeah which we also learn from yeah. But, yeah 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 so again he who's in you is greater than yep. the world and i'm not even talking about world i think you guys understand but not world like oh all those worldly people out there but right. literally the world the Satan's described as the prince of air yeah. and so uh or the prince of um yeah a prince of the air so talking about he was and he was greater than him <laughs> yeah um and and so I hope there's like some confidence some assurance in that and yet again as we dive into these type of stories yeah that this is a reality last night so we had the new to Calvary dinner last mm -hmm. night and it was just a great day um had a wonderful morning and then personally just even family time my son and I <laughs> 
uh, Seth went and played tennis in Santa Ana. <laughs> we were just having joined each other. And then ran over here to the New Calorie dinner. We had a good time there. And then I got in my car. I parked actually by the South Kitchen here uh-huh. on the campus. And I was pulling my car out and the scariest looking mask someone had stuck on a tree. Oh gosh. Facing the kitchen. And it's probably about oh, what eight thirty last night. That's so like it's the gym completely building, dark. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 I'm sorry. Um it would be North Kitchen. Oh, North Kitchen. Um so yeah. Okay. Um by Fellowship Paul. And yeah. there's this mask, just freaky mask right there that someone had put oh, there. Oh man. And uh I was like, wow. I was like, start my day with the battle and then here's the enemy yeah maybe even like a little bit of like taunting yeah to end the day in that and again i don't believe there's a demon behind every rock like i want to be careful sometimes it's our own (laughs) decisions right um i think we even input stuff that can make us kind of trip out sometimes and what we watch or listen to yeah Yeah. but there this world does exist Mm -hmm. and so whoever put that there i think was taunting the church a little bit Mm -hmm. and so therefore when i saw it i was like Oh man, Lord, again, he was Greater in me. Yes, 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 for sure. So I just encourage listener, when you have those experiences in your life, just remember that. That's really good. That's really good. Um, yeah, I liked, um, <clears throat> just, uh, I don't know. It's just like, there's so much I liked about this, but that, that whole thing of the demons knowing that he is the son yeah. of the most high yes. God and that, like, and I liked how you referred back to the who is this man yeah. question kind of being answered by the demon crazy? The next story. Yeah. The, the disciples are the ones that are, they're the ones asking right. the question, right? right? Who's this man? And the demon's the one saying he's yeah. the son of the most high God. And yeah, you wonder, okay, how much were they aware of, of who he is yeah. at this point or yeah. not even the disciples? Right. But then they hear, I don't know. Do they hear this? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're like scary demon guys. He was, saying, he screamed it. Yeah. So they have had to have heard it. Yeah. Um, what's, and this is what's so cool about, um, I think being a team, um, in shepherding a church Yeah, is that I loved how you got up at the end of our service on Sunday and tied it in with the idea. Cause it's something that I didn't, I didn't necessarily detail, but you tied in, Hey, just acknowledging that mm-hmm. Jesus is the son of uh, the most high mm-hmm. isn't enough, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the, de- the demons did that. Yeah. But if the demons really had wanted to follow Jesus that moment, they would have not only acknowledged it, but said, we want to follow you. And yeah. instead they said, leave us alone. Yeah. Um, it's the opposite. Don't kill us. Yeah. But there was no sense of like, we want to surrender to you. Yeah. And I thought you made a great point in that with like, hey, if you're listening to this, it's not just enough to acknowledge. That's where you start. Mm-hmm. But it also has to come at some point to surrender. Yeah, it's good. So, um, so yeah, I like that point. But yeah, that's no, that's cool. It is just that whole sentence was just grabbing me, man. And yeah, like I said, I was just in my office having a holy moment last week of just like literally just fall on my knees, like just praising God. Like, yeah, that was cool. God, this is who you are. And I hope mm-hmm. it probably felt a little cheesy on Sunday, but I was just like wanting people to understand just so much of like this is the God that we relate to mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And I think we get so familiar with the stories of Jesus and the person, the character and nature of Jesus that we often, at least I speak to myself, the reverence, the awe of who he is like sort of gets diminished a little bit because mm-hmm. we're just so familiar with him. Totally. Totally. So I think that's why I don't think that part was cheesy. I think that was actually really like good and inspiring for people to see 
even if you were almost like trying to sort of recreate that moment mm-hmm. at some level, mm-hmm. you were also sort of still having that moment sure. on stage, but yeah. like, you're also like expressing to us how you had this moment yeah. with, with the Lord and yeah. you're showing us like, Oh no, this is, this isn't just acknowledgement. This is intimacy. Yeah. And that was you having that intimacy. Right. Yeah. That, I'm sure that's happened to you, right? You're like studying oh. a passage or reading a verse and then something just like, yeah, just clicks on like, yeah. Whoa, that word or that sentence, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It does happen. Like when I, like, cause I think you said it was when you practice out mm-hmm. loud, it does happen more when it, there's something about out loud. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Cause that's what it is for me most of the time too. Like mm-hmm. if I'm practicing it out loud or if I'm praying out loud, which is why I do my weird, like walk and pray out loud <laughs> things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there is something about how that, like, I don't know what it is for me. It kind of connects it to my heart more or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, um, so maybe that's like a, I don't know, like a method that you could try just if that's helpful yeah. for you to kind of express your heart in a different way. Maybe you only pray like in your mind. Right. Um, so yeah. And not praying like out loud in like a group, just, just doing that on your own. <laughs> I do get more like raw when it's just me alone out loud talking to God. Right. You know, so for sure. um, That's, that's super helpful. But yeah, I thought that was cool. I was also thinking about like, why didn't they like what? I don't really know what would happen to them in the abyss (laughs) or the bottomless pit. Yeah. Like they didn't, why did they not want it so much? Is that like their, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I I don't think like the Bible really ever expresses what at that point it is. Yeah. Cause it's like, we understand like later, like a mm-hmm. lake of fire, mm-hmm. um, it's like a holding tank or something. I know. Do they, so can they knock it out in, <laughs> in my research? Abyss also can mean deep sea. And so maybe it was just li- a literal, like, don't throw us into the sea. We're know, right next like, to the sea. But why not? I know. <laughs> we don't like the water. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so interesting to it's think like about vampires with like the, yeah, yeah. They have their certain things like <laughs> not the know. garlic. <laughs> But yeah, that's just kind of crazy. So it is. Sure I know. Maybe there's somebody that knows that more than we do. But I don't and then think it is so. trippy too that it does seem on the surface <laughs> that if you read, you if you weren't here on Sunday, you can just take a look at uh, Luke eight. But uh, Jesus sort of agreed, like lets him go. Like okay, like yeah, don't right. send us in there, please. And he's all like, right, fine, we'll go. Okay, piggies. he'll throw you into the demon piggies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which somebody, uh, Roxanne, sent us an yes. uh, email that said you should have called it deviled ham. <laughs> Goody <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I think that was a funny. I would have totally used that if yeah. I could have. <laughs> Devil damn. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, the piggies run into the water. 2,000 of them. It doesn't say in this account, but in a different um, narrative of the Gospels, it does. Yeah. I looked it up on Sunday because yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it does actually say yeah. the, the number. I know. I know. And then I did look up Legion. I was, I was yeah. fact-checking Legion. Yeah, what did you get? And it did say three to 6,000, the things yes. I saw. Okay. So, which means it's, so it's somewhere in that right. range. Yeah, I think so, I said five, to, I said five, six thousand. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. But I just was like that. I was just like curious. Yeah. So I, like I was sitting there. I didn't hope pe- people didn't think I was checking my fantasy football team. But I was <laughs> a uh, little bit of that. Yeah, I might, might have like scrolled. You know, you quick well, it's s- open. swipe It's over. open, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, just like you're trying to get around it. I tried to not see it, but I, I did see it. <laughs> Bet you wish you didn't. I do wish I didn't. Uh, Yesterday was a bad So bad that day. was a new finding for me. And there's, there's a little bit of speculation here, uh, a lot of... <laughs> His name was Legion. Is that was his given name? Like his parents like, no, and we shall name no, him Legion. No, no, right, no right. Way. So this was the demons talking. Yes, um, and they're saying this is who we are. And I think there was a posture of like puffing up against Jesus a little yeah. bit too. Like we are many. Yeah, because in Luke four he drove out one demon. Yep. And now he comes across a whole legion, and it's like, what are you gonna do now? What yep. are you gonna do now? Yep. And yet, yeah, then the next breath they're like, please. 
please don't throw us in the abyss. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, like, it could be Legion is, like, <laughs> because a Roman Legion is three to 6,000 members. Right. Doesn't mean that the demon saying, we're Legion, like, means yeah. exactly three to 6,000, like, <laughs> Good point. soldiers. Like, yeah. it probably it's this expression of there's a bunch we're of us. We're big. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there's 2,000. I don't yeah. know. Um, Because yeah. there's 2,000 piggies. Or maybe it was, like, two to a two to a pig. Right. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, um, but, but, yeah, we are, we're tough. We're tougher than you. Bring mm-hmm. it on. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Now bring up this question that somebody asked you yesterday about the spirit out of him already. Yeah. So we do a careful reading of of this story in Luke eight. Uh, Jesus, it's it says even when the man encounters Jesus or runs up to him, that Jesus casts a spirit out of him. Yes. And I think it says the word singular spirit, not spirit. Twenty nine. Verse twenty nine. For yeah. Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. Yes. And so. But it was that that already that the spirit cried out. No, but this is hard. Okay, because let's let me slow down and, and well, go back. Here's the question first. Okay, yeah. The question was: Is the spirit that Jesus cast out different than the demons that went into the pigs? Like, is this two separate castings in a sense? Okay, so twenty. Okay, interesting. Or some. Or some. Or C. Right. Mm-hmm. A B or some like mm-hmm. s- different C. Yeah. As soon as he saw Jesus, the man, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he, which would be referring to the man, Mm -hmm. why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. The spirit had often taken control of the man. So interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's so hard to, it's hard to like know by this too. You probably need to get into the Greek a little bit, like more here too. But then Jesus demanded, what is your name? Legion, he replied. So I don't know. It could be. I'm like, is it outside the dude talking? Mm-hmm. It seems to be that it's the man talking, but yeah. he'd already commanded. I wonder if he's like, come out. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just one sec, bro. Like, can we talk about this? I think you that's think it's it. like that. Yeah. 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 They're pleading, begging. Yeah. So he said, come out. And they're like, wait, just one sec. Like, can we, can we work something out here? Isn't that crazy? Like literally is like what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they kept, kept begging Jesus not to send them into. Yeah. Abyss, the underworld, the bottomless pit. Yeah. Oh, man, that's such a wild. I know. Interesting story. But we, Eric and I, we were just talking about this off um, our recording, but we love when people even just ask those detailed questions. Like, all time, a lot of times I'm like, I don't know. That's a great question. But I think it just shows, like, people are thinking, mm-hmm. wrestling with the passage just as we are, too. And I think that's one of the beauties of the scriptures. Yeah. And sometimes familiarity yes. can lead to, like, an ignorant viewing or something sure. or lack of the full details. Yes. And so it's like trying to get the freshest eyes. And so if someone's reading this, they're like, wait a minute, you know? Yep. And sometimes that's why even like a, a different translation, mm-hmm. a switch of any kind, mm-hmm. like where you're, I mean, not any, any kind, but you mm-hmm. know, like any kind within sort of like the several that we think are yeah. kind of in the good spot. Yeah. But like you switch to a different type of, of translation. You're like, Oh, whoa. Okay. Wait, I wasn't thinking of it that way. Yeah. You know, just, kind and of, we do our sermon brainstorms too, before, most of our sermons um, and Mm -hmm. trying to get other people in the room to go have those point of views. Like, what about this? Like, Oh, I never would have thought of that. Right. And so that's why it's really helpful to get different people's like experience of the text and like an, like a way of looking at it. Right. Yeah. We all have like our own lens. What the bummer though is most of the time it's like after the sermon, you're like, what about this? Like, Oh, it's, I wish I could have like included that. Like deviled ham. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's interesting. 
because then somebody was asking you this crazy, which we don't want to freak people out with this one too much, but like yeah. somebody was asking you this question about John 3.16 to yes. you. You wrote to me, bring this up. This is interesting. Yeah, so this was also yesterday unrelated to our sermon on Luke 8. Mm-hmm. It's actually my life group. And we were looking at John 3.16, looking at the whole interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus in this passage. Mm-hmm. Someone brought the question too, like, did Nicodemus ever accept Christ? We don't really know in John 3, but we do know later in John that he's part of the team that buries Jesus. So there was a sense probably that he'd had become a follower, which is cool. cool. Um, But this was tripping us out. A few people had the New International Version, NIV uh, Bible, as we're reading John 3.16 yesterday in my life group. And they're like, wait, all the letters from um, 1 through 15 are in red, Mm -hmm. but verse 16 and 17 are in black, meaning uh, the NIV chose to show Jesus's very words in red and then the author's words in Mm -hmm. black. And so someone's like, wait, I always thought Jesus is the one that said John 3, 16. Mm -hmm. I was like, me too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we were all like collectively as a group, like kind of had this moment of like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about this? I know. So just so you I, like, know. I texted you this yesterday afternoon. I was right. like, it's like, Eric, have you ever, I was like having a crisis of faith. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> the NIV is trying to say for like the part that says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have yes. eternal life. Like classic John three sixteen. But like, yeah, the NIV is saying that they think that's. Yeah. John's commentary on what yeah. Jesus was saying. That the quote, so the discussion is, did the quote end in verse 15 or verse 21? Right. And so then you had me then going like, wait, what? And then <laughs> I was like sitting there looking at a bunch of different translations. And so the NASB, the NLT, uh, the King James even, mm-hmm. um, the ESV, the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB, all those translations put it in red still. Yes. So they, so all those so com- the majority committees of, of scholars, which yeah. again, uh-huh. massive committees of scholars on these like yeah. Bible translation works, they all think it is the words of Jesus. Yes. But for whatever reason, the NIV writers don't. So, right. I mean, I'm curious, I want to dig into that a little bit more, I but, um, but just kind of a interesting thing. To but think. regardless, if you're like stopping your car and pulling over right now and like freaking out, don't worry about this because... <laughs> It says in Second Timothy, and and really, if you look at the scriptures, that all scriptures God breathed yep. and inspired by God. And so, let's say for a minute that Jesus didn't say John three sixteen, but John commented, you know, yes. on his conversation with Nicodemus with John three sixteen. It's still inspired by God. Yeah, that's the... still the word of God. And so, as far as its importance or truth, it's yep. not diminished in any form or fashion. It just depends on. Who actually said those words? I think that's the part we're curious about. Yeah. yeah. You have to be sort of careful that you don't, this whole like red letter Christian thing, you mm-hmm. know, is like, oh, I just, I only follow the red letters. Yeah, I only follow the Jesus, like his words while he was incarnate. Right. And that's, I think, actually a little dangerous mm-hmm. um, and a little lacking of an understanding that, that all of the scripture is, mm-hmm. is breathed out by God. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, I don't think we want to, I think we want to like pay attention, like, oh, what well, things were like spoken by the incarnate Jesus, because mm-hmm. I think there's something like interesting and unique about that, but it doesn't mean that, that Paul's writing is like less valid yeah. for our lives or yeah. something, you yeah, know, for sure. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see what Jesus chose to focus on yeah, um, and stuff like that. So, st- you know, anyway, that's, yeah. So that's just kind of, 
some fun stuff there. But yeah, so great sermon. Thank you so much, Matt. Doan, Thanks for the for opportunity. Us Thank in you. that. Um, maybe that could lead us to some of our mailbag section. Yeah, yeah. You want that? It's so loud. It's so loud. I hope it's not so loud on our listener. Jordan, can you uh, can you edit that? Yeah. Uh, no, you don't actually have to, but you know, it's got to wake people up a little bit. But um, yeah, we'll hit some mailbag, and so I think we should do the people. We've got some mailbag to my Instagram. Yes, uh, you are single handedly keeping our mailbag. Yeah, dude. Alive. I've done nothing to contribute. There's a couple people that respond to the Instagram stories that don't deserve to have their questions answered <laughs> because I know they don't listen to the podcast. So, like, they just do it. I'll, I'll, I'll explain who those they are. They don't deserve as we go. to have their questions answered. Yeah, yeah. Like Avery Krushevich. Oh. Like, come on. She doesn't deserve it. What she, if she's a listener? She, there's no way. What? There's just no, I know that she doesn't. There's just no way. I don't even think she listened to when I, when I answered her question last time about. <laughs> Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> wow, that's that's progressed. It is, man. I Still. heard she like calls, like included him in one of her lyrics. Yeah, he was there at her show. Wow. Yeah, while well, he had a week, while well, he had a week off last. since Patrick Mahomes didn't play, and therefore I lost my week if, of fantasy football. If uh, if <laughs> Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey asked you to officiate their wedding, would you do it? Oh wow. Well, do you think they love Jesus? <laughs> They either have to both not love Jesus or both love Jesus. That's equally yoked. Right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Would you? You don't want me to turn that on you? Um, Probably would. I, I definitely. <laughs> Depends. I would definitely I'd like. talk to them. Yeah. I'd yeah. do premarital and like. Mm -hmm. I've had couples that have come for premarital and gotten to yeah. walk them through the salvation story and they've accepted Christ. That's so cool. So yeah, Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Always do the, always willing to do the, the premarital conversation or at least a first conversation about that. You know? Yeah. So how much would you charge? Uh, <laughs> like probably like 50 grand. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, well, Hey, well, whatever you're paying your photographer, <laughs> you know? So that's the thing. Like, you know, so it's like people always like, you know, the photographers getting like tons of money, the venue and they're like, Oh, the pastor, whatever. <laughs> Now we're here to serve. Uh, okay, That's so funny. Uh, we got a couple the the highest priority of emails that go or of a uh, listener mailbag <laughs> is the email podcast at calvarylife.org. Okay, which we've also done nothing yet to look into the um, <laughs> texting thing that we were thinking about. Mm -hmm. uh, John Horrocks, though, writes. Yes. So, oh yeah. So let me do the serious part first, then I'll do the, okay. the absurd part afterwards. <laughs> okay, okay. But the, he says, the disciples were amazed and wondered, who is this man when Jesus calmed the seas? Yeah. Uh, then the demons answered, uh, who did, uh, then the demons answered it. Who did the disciples think Jesus was? Did they think Messiah would be a man? Does Peter fully realize who Jesus is by Luke nine twenty, or are they still thinking Messiah is a political leader? If the latter, then when do they understand uh, great question. Very good. Excellent um, question, John. Horrocks. Yes. I do um, believe that they think Messiah would be a man um, for sure, because I think if they skewed to him being a, a political leader or a military leader, like a national leader of some sort, then then that's like a man. I don't think they thought it was going to be sort of like a An angelic a spirit being. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it was more of him being God that they were kind of like not so sure about or right, something. Right. Um, and, 
uh, I think they they thought a savior, a deliverer, maybe like a Moses, a, right. you know, a new Moses, a mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and but maybe not so much of that. Um, mm. And so um, I don't know. So then then he, he refers to Luke nine twenty, which is just like a little bit after our story. Mm-hmm. And so then we'll be, Luke, get, we'll be getting there in January. Yeah, there you go. Luke nine twenty is where. Um, it's the whole, who do you say that I am mm-hmm. passage, which is also in Mark. Uh, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said, the Christ of God. Mm-hmm. That's in the NASB. Um, it starts to refer to himself as the son of man. Yeah. I, I think like it's starting to open their eyes, but you can tell that they still like Jesus throughout the gospels. He kind of is like, and I have to die and I'll rise again. They're yeah. like, we don't understand. <laughs> so Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't personally I don't think they get it until post, like almost like ascension. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know they're in the Even, upper room, and in the upper room post or crucifixion. Yeah, post crucifixion. They're not like okay, well, let's let's wait for him here. Yeah, they're like gathering, like what do we do next? Right. Like there's still an, not a quite understanding of the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I think it's like it's like a. What's that expression like? Progressive sanctification. Yeah. There's like this like slow process of yeah. being made holy yeah. by God, um, and not like in the sense of for salvation, sure. but like as we are gradually becoming more and more and more, mm-hmm. um, like actually closer to like our glorification, mm-hmm. which is like our eternal state in heaven. We're being made more holy by God over yeah. time, like sanct- our sanctification process. It's almost like that for them, where they're like getting a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And mm-hmm. it's like, whoosh, then all of a sudden they're like, start to get it. But yeah, Acts 2, the Holy Spirit comes on them. And I think that even gives them yeah just clarity of mind and thought. And, and then you see in Acts 4, like we referenced yesterday, but like then yeah, Peter and John start preaching exactly who Jesus is and they get it at that point. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and then Greg Angier wrote, writes to podcast at calvarylife.org. Well done. A lot of times when Jesus heals someone, he tells them not to tell anyone. Yeah. When he heals this demon-possessed man, he tells him to go home and tell everyone about what God has done for him. Yep. What's that about? <laughs> I like the way he said that. I got a end. simple answer for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that question. Yeah, what's that about? Uh, I think it was really the Gentile-Jewish divide right there. Yes. So uh, Jesus being very ca- careful, cautious with how the word was getting out to the Jewish world, Mm -hmm. but to the Gentile world, he was opening it up. Samaritan woman Mm -hmm. in uh, the gospel of John is one another example of that. So yeah, that's my best take on it. I hundred percent agree. Just straight up. Don't need to add anything to it. You nailed it. All right. So cool. Didn't Greg go to Biola? Wouldn't he have known stuff like that? You'd think he would, but he probably didn't pay attention. (laughs) He was like, he was like involved in like 300 intramural sports, I think. So he's probably like, that was his major. Yeah. Plus like Josh Matlock, I think was his college pastor. <laughs> <laughs> that worked on both levels. All right. That managed to scorch both sides right there. Sorry if you have no idea who these people are, but I apologize. Those are some that Josh is a an old Calvary pastor that is awesome guy that we really like. And so that's, those are the people we make fun of. Yep. <laughs> All right. Then John Horrocks, I was going to skip this, but I'll just like read it. Cause he also asks like <laughs> this absurd question about my family. Um, he says a few weeks ago, Eric said he had some college kids over for a meal, but none of them were potential suitors for his daughter. They were just friends. Uh, I thought he was being naive. He says a week or two later, he met a young man who was a potential suitor was the young man. One of the attendees of the earlier dinner. Thank you, John. No, no guys just show up at some girl's parents' house like, oh, I'm just a friend. 
Yeah. And then the next question, was Eric right that the original dinner guests were just friends? Yeah, I think we're all wondering. Guess what, guys? What? I'm right. You should trust me. I knew this was, I maybe I told the story poorly. <laughs> the guy she was already interested in couldn't come that night or it was already oh. like dating couldn't come that night that was a group of friends that was not including the guy she was dating okay so yes like i'm right just john this is more to you specifically <laughs> you should just assume i'm right more often than you probably <laughs> currently do <laughs> no not really. i'm sure your sweet daughter loves the fact that she is a subject on her her dating life is a subject so, on our podcast let's Let's just take a moment, podcast listener. Let's take a moment together. Hey, we're here together. Here's what I can guarantee. Also, in addition to, as I referred to Avery earlier, neither one of my daughters ever listened to this podcast. So let's just go ahead and keep this between us. Okay? <laughs> just a little time we've had together. There's no need to take this beyond the friendly confines of the Calvary Life podcast. There's a little, uh, was it pastor, uh, <laughs> pastor congregant confidentiality? I know, I know. And it's funny because I actually like almost never talk about my kids on stage because yes. I kind of just like to let them have sure. their lives. Yeah. But, you know, the podcast, I don't know it's what it is. It's different. Yeah. We're, yeah we're... Which is probably worse because it's being way more like, well, I guess every sermon's like filmed and recorded also sure. these days, but it just feels like you're putting it on the internet, you know, it's yeah. like worse or whatever. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, we got some serious more mailbag to get to. Okay, let's We've get to done it. a few of them. Yep. Uh, I am, um, you know, if it feels like it's going too long, we'll just uh, sure. save some for next week. Okay. But um, yeah, so we're not doing Avery's because hers was snarky. Anyways, just asking who's <laughs> well, the, who's the coolest member of the Krushevich family? Oh, which, of her family. Yeah. Which is come on. Oh, yeah. Come how on. would you answer that? Um, well. I mean, it's going to get me in trouble. I can't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, no. What? They all have their strengths. Yeah. 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 Is... yeah. We don't need to talk about this. Okay. Um, all right. So from, we got like five questions from Rebecca rail. Wow. I know she's going for it. Okay. Thank you for your participation. Um, I wonder, I don't even know if she actually listens though. So I hope she does, but maybe <laughs> she'll listen to this episode. If we tell her that we answered her questions, uh, first one is, um, what is your most memorable road trip fiasco? Ooh. Yeah. What? Oh, he's, Hey guys, he's just pointed at me. He wants me to go first cause he can't think of one. No, I got one. Oh, I don't know if I have like a, I'm trying, well, <laughs> Hey, I just thought of something that was like kind of bad, but it was in my life as a youth pastor. I've got a couple <laughs> of my life as a youth pastor. About. I'm not going to talk about these are both from a previous church. So they were like a long time Statue ago. Statue of limitations is yes, done. Statue of limitations is gone. There might have been an experience where the CHP had to pull over our <laughs> van coming back from a snowboard trip or a bus because they might not have had all of the kids that we were supposed you to might have, have in the bus. You may have miscounted. Yeah, one of them might have still been in Bishop, California. <laughs> but we we got her back safely to her parents. This is well before my time at Calvary. That's I, an amazing story. <laughs> it's so gnarly. One time, too, in a church van, um, like one of those big 15-passenger church vans that we used to have. This is, again, at my previous church on a mountain, like a little mountain road. Back to that, like, little place yeah. I was telling you about that we would that we would go to these retreats at. Uh -huh. I Something happened, and I did a full 360 <laughs> in this van full with kids on a mountain road. I've like, never heard this. Did a full spin 360 on, on like, an ice patch. Oh. And... Uh, and everything was fine, but just like, man, oh, 
scary stuff, dude. Oh, totally. So the '90s were kind of a different time. <laughs> it was a little, a little more rogue, a little more scary. But uh, it was funny because um, we were when we were doing youth ministry together, you would always count the bus, dude. like so tight. And I remember like. Bro, what's no big deal? I already counted. We got 48. You're like, let's make sure. Count it I'm again. I'm like, why? And then he told me the story of <laughs> leaving a kid in Bishop and the CHP having to drive him to catch you. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. yeah my, my one real quick is yep. uh, also a youth ministry experience. So I was driving a van full of 14 kids plus a trailer, a 14-foot trailer on top of that, which is never a good idea. I'm not sure why we ever allowed that. Full of stuff. And the brakes um, or the, the bearings in the trailer got so hot they started smoking and about to catch on fire so i had to pull over and um and we weren't able to we had to leave the trailer full of all their stuff and we actually eventually got it to a mechanic and they were fixing it and then we had someone else that were going to take the trailer back so i just left with the 14 kids we get to the five freeway and the grapevines close because of a fire so now we have to delay go all these side roads and go to antelope valley and lancaster yeah go up the 14 as i'm driving up the 14 the transmission goes out in the van (laughs) (laughs) so i pull the van over all the kids get out and i'm like worried about the transmission i'm looking and also i see kids like wandering like on the side of the freeway (laughs) just like and i'm like everybody get back so ended up um (laughs) we stuffed all the kids and other vehicles that were following us yeah but there was five of us that couldn't possibly fit i mean it was like literally like 12 kids in a seven passenger car statue of limitations (laughs) oh man and uh (laughs) and so five of us had to spend the night in lancaster and wait for a vehicle to come get us the next day. I mean, that's just, it was just after like a, it was a great week of camp, but it was like a tiring week of camp too. Yeah. So bearings on the trailer, transmission, yeah, fire on the grapevine, spend the night. Yeah. I had one too where that almost almost ruined ruined me. That that would have, that sounds like it would almost ruin you. Like I had another one in one of these 15 pasture vans. And again, at my old church. So this is like, I've been at Calvary almost 23 years. (laughs) This stuff is like a long time ago. And, uh, (laughs) But we were coming back from serving in San Francisco, like one of those Center for Student Missions, inner city trips, just like our LA Urban one, but in San Francisco. And I'm coming back, driving back. And that's like, I think I I was on the five, like coming south, um, but like north of, um, like in that Central Valley, Mm -hmm. right? And the van breaks down. Mm -hmm. And so this like middle of nothing and nowhere. We are still like maybe an hour and a half north of like Bakersfield kind of area, button willow area. Yeah. And we have to get, so finally a big old flatbed tow truck shows up and I'm like, and he's kind of like, wait, what? There's like 15 <laughs> the van filled with 15 junior highers kids in there. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so I, I'm not like, I don't know what the rules are about this, but he's like, he's like, okay, we'll just, I'll put the van up on top of the flatbed tow truck with the kids. And we all got in the tow, in the van and we just rode on top of the, the tow truck. And then when I got home, somebody was like, somebody's like, I don't think you're allowed to do that. I'm like, I don't know. The tow truck guy told us to do that. Oh, that's crazy. And so we were just riding on top of this thing for like an hour and a half till we got to button willow which is like nothing, no town. And we had to sleep in a terrible motel in Button Willow while like all of the parents like came to pick us up. Oh, so, that's just amazing. I know. This, yeah, youth ministry, man. picturing like cars going past you. Yeah, they were in there. The all of us are just waving to them and stuff because it's like, 
junior hires dude right it was crazy wow i know i know wow all right okay we'll do one more of uh rebecca rails okay all right then we'll okay. do other ones later but okay. uh what is your favorite thing to brag on about your wife oh I, how much time do you have yeah. oh that's nice i like that i know I could actually go on and on about mine as well. That was, that was the Tom Hanks. That was, I guess, it was in Seattle quote. <laughs> nice. What did you love about your life? I don't watch secular movies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Do you, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Go for it. Okay. So I've got like a few different things here, a few different levels. One is, first of all, I just think my wife is so funny. Like she just has been making me laugh a lot lately. She just says funny jokes. She sends me funny videos. I was telling telling you guys this. She just like, I don't know. She just makes, she can like make me laugh and she can like get down to like my like junior high level humor. Uh, (laughs) And and it's just like fun. And it's just like, we have a good time together. Like Mm -hmm. I love how much we like just enjoy hanging out with each other. Mm -hmm. So that's like super awesome. And then lately I'm just like super proud of her with her job. Um, so just to brag on her about like, she has recently become the director of faculty for orange Lutheran high school, which is like a administrator position. She has to oversee like a hundred people or something, you know? And, uh, it's pretty amazing. And she has been like learning so much about leadership and stepping up to do really hard things. Um, like caring for people when really hard things happen. Even this week has been some hard things Uh happening there. And, um, and just like challenging like teachers, but like caring for them. So I just, I don't know. It's just been yeah. really fun to like watch, like to watch her kind of like step into this new, yes. this new arena. She's always been such an incredibly great teacher and she still is. She teaches a couple classes is always connected to um, her students so well. Mm-hmm. Like they really, really care about her and mm-hmm. love her. And um, I think she even does like the best with some of the kids that are a little rough around the edges, mm-hmm. you know, or might have, some like i don't know just some ways that maybe they're like still thinking stuff through about life and whatever and so just proud of her for all that but yeah that's how i'd brag about my wife today that's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah Hmm. all right well let's move on okay Um, great oh no (laughs) just kidding go ahead (laughs) yeah i for i've we've been married now for um 20 uh 21 years well a little pause there (laughs) Doing all right? It's the quick math. I realized I said real quick. I said 27 the other day. Yeah. And it's like we've had our 26th anniversary. Right. But not our 27th. See, that's what I got tripped up about, right? So what am I? Yeah. Because I'm almost closer to 27. Right. Anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So so I just want to encourage anyone that's below 21 years. I just feel like marriage gets better and better. Yeah. Like I just feel like some of the things that we held tightly to. Yeah. Uh, or kind of even had our own preferences for mm. earlier in our marriage. We've kind of let go. <laughs> um, and I think there's a, just a deeper understanding. And I think there's just something wonderful, too, about now I have almost more memories with my wife than I do not being married. Right. So it's that track record of yeah. faithfulness and experience of joy. Like, it's just mm. it's awesome. So awesome. And so if you're at, I don't know, I just want to throw those out. But if you're at a place where you're like, six, seven years in, you're like, Ooh, this is harder than I thought. Like just keep with it. Cause I just think it just keeps getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously there's, that needs to be an investment in mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. but, and one of the ways I've seen even getting better and better is just even having more respect for my wife, like seeing like, Whoa, yeah. she's like amazing at this. Yeah. And so same with work, like during COVID <laughs> she was working from home. And so I know it's like HIPAA cause she's a nurse practitioner, but I got to overhear some of her 
consults and stuff like that. Right. I'm like, whoa, like the things that are coming out of her mouth, I don't even understand what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. And she yeah. has such confidence and authority and like helping people. And mm. she actually has a cool thing at Kaiser right now, if I could just say this about her, but like she works in women's health and people line up, they'll wait just to see her. Wow. Which I think cool. is like such a testimony to how she cares for people yeah, and gives them cool. good care. So anyways, I love that about her. I love her as a mom. And I think that actually she's the best speaker in our family, <laughs> like public speaker. Well, I remember when she did. When I know. She spoke, the little mission thing. I know. Out. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so so I would I would rank <laughs> the order of speakers in our family. They would be Marie and yeah. then Lily. And wow. then I think Seth, Samuel, and Eden and I would all be tied for the next. <laughs> all of you guys tied for next. They're starting like to like that. bump up a little bit. That's but good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. No, she's cool. I think there's something interesting about both our wives is they're both like – they're both sweet and they're also both like tough kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, um, which you is say ki- that. like kind of like an interesting like dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe it's strong. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Like not like tough, like hard to be around, like tough, like strong. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just trying to save you. There, Why do you have to just trying to save you, bro? No, 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 no. Come on. Nothing, they don't listen to this anyway. Nothing to save. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we got another uh, um, <laughs> listener mailbag from. Tammy or Randy, I don't know who it was, but it just says to me, why aren't you as funny as P. Diddy? <laughs> Which P. Diddy is Pastor Dave Mitchell. So that's just, that was just shots across the bow, yeah. like unsolicited. Unsolicited shots across the bow. <laughs> and then they sent a follow-up, kind of like how you do when you say something mean, but then you follow it up with a little compliment. Um, he's, they say, just kidding, you're hilarious and I love you. So that sounds more like Tammy. I feel <laughs> they already, yeah, probably Randy wrote the first one, yeah. and then Tammy wrote the second. Exactly. And then uh, Luke Simpson says, is this your version of the secret textoso? And yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, there yeah. you go. That there is my, go. exactly is. Yep. Um, okay, so another one from Greg Angier. Uh-huh. Man, he is just dominating the pod today. Well done, Greg, with two Gs, um, he's, three Gs. He, he's got a shot across the bow here after his little, <laughs> who would be better podcasters than us question. Uh-huh. He says, the Vegas Sphere posted a $100 million loss in its first quarter. Was it U2's fault or just Bono's? (laughs) Actually, I can can help you with this one. Please. That was false, false, um, I don't know what a headline right there. Those... Those quarter reports came out after there'd only been two U2 shows. Thank you very much. You want to expand on that? Well, yes, because it started very good, man. It started on six, September 29th. So September 29th and 30th were the were the first two U2 shows. And there's been, what, like 20 since then? And then they have 36, like something like that, total that are all sold out at ridiculous prices. So there's no way this could be. They all sold out within seconds. And I've sold like more merch and um, then like you could even like have time to get rid of almost, you know. So, yeah. So Greg's just, you know, he's just taunting and it's fine. I accept his taunts. Shoot. I just thought of something when you're saying that, though. Sorry. I was thinking my own thoughts. Uh-huh. Um, ah, you said sold out. It's reminding me that today was the day to try to book one of the Crystal Cove cottages. <laughs> ah! You missed it. <laughs> I totally forgot. Anyway, for the very, very beginning, like for their yeah, first time yeah. or for a certain yes. time you wanted to go. Yes. Yeah, I understand that. Anyway, that okay, move sense. on. All right. Okay, we'll keep going. We'll boo, 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 boo. listener mailbag. Uh, we'll do Okay, Ben Hopkins, great, great, faithful listener. Love mm, you, Ben. We've got eight questions from Ben. <laughs> we're going to do two. Okay. okay? And then we're going to call Pick it your a, favorite call ones. It a day. Yeah. Um, we will. Um, 
I don't know if we should do like I don't think I'm gonna do any of the serious ones. There's only <laughs> there's there's only like one real serious one. Uh, but okay, so he says, "What is your best Christmas song? Your favorite Christmas song?" Oh, we've probably got this question before, but it's okay. We can heading into the Christmas season. Yes. And we'll kind of go along with, he says, what will the Christmas tree lighting be like this year? So okay. he kind of puts those together. Yes. Uh, I mean, what's like, Holy Nights, like kind of always yeah, like the, for sure. The dominator. Question like though, is, are wins. you allowed to listen to Christmas? It's right now, the, this recording, it's the second week in November. Is this Christmas song season or are we still a ways from it? So I don't, did you see, I put out a little post the other day. <laughs> I didn't see. So it has a. It shows like all like if you're looking on a calendar with uh-huh. the, the days, and it, like right after Halloween, it circles all of November and all the way to December 25th, and then except for it separates in like three days, <laughs> the day before Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving are circled. Uh-huh. So that's Thanksgiving season, but all of November and December are Christmas season. <laughs> so Thanksgiving gets those three days. Okay, but. The rest of November, December is actually Christmas okay. season. So, 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 so you spoke it. I that's this is my my uh, opinion here. Okay. Is, so <laughs> yes, you can listen to Christmas music. Yeah. Plus, you know what you can do? Whatever you want, you can listen to whatever <laughs> you music you you're want. allowed to. Yeah. Whatever There's you no want. Music plays. <laughs> I think, yeah, exactly. I think to answer your question too. Oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. Oh, that's another is good one. Yes. Such a good song. And if you, I always butcher his name, but Sufan or Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan. Sufjan. Yeah. If look that up, Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan Stevens. It looks like Sufjan, J A N S U F J A N. His version that came out maybe 10, 15 years ago of O Come, O Come Emmanuel is just epic. What's funny is when you said it, that's what I heard in my head. Like, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was his version. Wow. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, okay, so, and then the Christmas tree lighting is going to be epic as usual. We mm-hmm. will have like cool live animals, mm-hmm. all sorts of fun booths and fun things to do with the just the tree lighting itself. Um, there's like quote unquote snowball fights that are kind of like playful snow. Um, we got Christmas for a cause coming up, which oh, yeah. is um, nonprofits selling cool little Christmas stuff, and then yeah. proceeds go to support their nonprofits. Yeah, that's really cool. Can it also be like anybody selling stuff that gives a portion to a nonprofit? Uh huh. Uh huh. So hey, if you're listening and you'd like to be part of Christmas for a cause, well, uh, it needs to be good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just like. Like, like from like your like garage. Kowalski Pottery is like the bar. That is the bar. That's good. So like, Randy Harris couldn't come bring like his writings. Well, John Smalley has made. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those would be rejected quickly and forthrightly. John Smalley is making wooden pens, and he's going to sell them. And he barely made the cut. <laughs> I had cut. to like we had to like the committee the committee had to had to assess it. Okay, okay. I might have to I'm gonna come sell something. I might sell some like limes from my tree. I'll give all of the profits away. Money for can I sell God Joy? Can I sell oh, we, copies of God let's Joy? Let's have a God Joy table. That's gonna happen. I do give a portion to refugees. Oh, that's happening. All right, there you go. Thank you very much. Uh all right. Let's see. One last question. This is going to be hard to think about. Okay, buddy. Okay. What is your favorite sermon series? Oh, you've done. That's a big one to just get off the top of the head, huh? Well, I, the one that I've been, I even said this at the time, um, was early 2022. It wasn't that long ago. We did the book of numbers. Dang it. Is that what you're going to say too? I just felt like I, 
I feel like, oh, sorry. I felt like you fall oh. down. You okay? <laughs> Go ahead. I just learned so much about that book and about really just the nation of Israel that I just felt like I'd never understood before. Yeah, it was such a good series. And the stories are crazy, some mm-hmm. of them. And then some of them were just like yeah. interesting. Are you really going to say that too? I was literally going to say numbers. I was sitting there going, I should have gone first. I should have gone first. <laughs> but yeah, it's fine for us to say the same one. Yeah, numbers, epic. I think so it should be your next book. My next book? Yeah. Just write a book about numbers? Yeah. That'd be a good idea. <laughs> numbers by Eric Wakeling. <laughs> what did we call it? Would we just call it? No, it was, it was like wilderness with like Hebrew lettering. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Something like so, that. So, Trev made it. Yeah, I know. Trev was just like, if he listens to this, which I kind of don't think he does. No, he does. He does. You're minimizing. A lot of people listen to this. We have <laughs> at least. <laughs> well, but you can tell in conversation though when somebody hasn't because they yes. kind of get quiet if you bring something up about the podcast. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know. But if he is listening, he's just sitting there thinking like, oh boy, these guys, they don't remember anything. <laughs> All the hard work I do to make that memorable. I got one more. And I love how if we don't think, if we can't remember it, how could anyone possibly ever be able know, to remember I know, it? that's true. <laughs> I'm going to slip in one more question. One yes. more question. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Rebecca Rail also asked, what's your opinion of backyard chickens? <laughs> I just, I know I definitely didn't skip that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have backyard chickens. Uh, I think the people, I think the people know. So we do have chickens. We have a big old chicken coop. I'm going to stir the pot for a minute because I looked up something after her question. Oh boy. Here we go. So do you know in the city of Tustin where you reside, you're not allowed to have roosters? Yes. Are you aware of this? I, yes. Okay. That's why we had to get rid of our rooster. <laughs> we had a rooster because you can't tell exactly what they are when they're baby chicks. Right. They, for the most part, you know, yeah. but sometimes one gets through. So there's no limit on the amount of hens you can have in Tustin. Okay. Santa Ana, you can only have four. <laughs> but Tustin's unlimited. Okay. But, yeah. but your enclosure must be 100 feet away from your nearest neighbor. <laughs> Guess what? I've got a loophole here for you. What? Unincorporated. Oh. Tustin. Oh. I live on County county land, baby. It's the Wild West out there. Yeah, so I'm technically unincorporated Tustin. So I don't get to vote for mayor, but I get to have my chickens (laughs) wherever I want my chickens. Shoot, I thought we were going to... I thought you had me? I thought this was like a Dateline expose, like, and then the reporter confronted him and he had nothing to say. Do you know how much I know about what the distance is county chickens are allowed to be from their neighbors? No. Me neither. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll get some uh, feedback on that one. But uh, yeah, this was fun, Matt. Yep. So great, great Sunday. Um, this last Sunday, looking forward to our upcoming Sunday morning mm-hmm. as we interview um, a family who are workers with us here, uh, Tom and Gail, who are oh. amazing, working now with local refugees mm-hmm. as we prep to you for this really cool Thanksgiving around the world luncheon yes. on Saturday, uh, which is going to be great. Feeding Thanksgiving meals to people from around the world that like maybe have never had a Thanksgiving, which is pretty cool, especially um, some lo- local Afghan refugees, yeah. which is so awesome. And then, uh, so, but and then talking to them the next day in church, like a whole reach Sunday yeah. this Sunday. Yeah. And then we're like right into Thanksgiving, man. It's like game on. Yeah. So we might not have an episode Thanksgiving week, but we might. <laughs> what? We what? should do a best of. <laughs> 
best of. Can you imagine that would be more work than actually recording a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like going and listening and like splicing little That's little Jordan's scenes. Job. Yeah, yeah, it'd be super easy for us. <laughs> Jordan, just uh, hit me up if you even are still listening. Uh, hit us up and see if that sounds fun to you or if it sounds like the worst idea you've ever heard. Um, <laughs> sounds uh, sounds potentially fun, but anyway. All right, thanks, Matt. Thank and you. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.